0: a special episode of the lords of grantham podcast we are talking diana the musical yeah we watch it and we are about to talk about it get ready and
1: we're we're here with something Lords of Grant.
0: How you feeling, Corey? <laughs> um, I don't know how to feel exactly. This is uh, something else for sure. Well, this was your idea, oh. so. I, yeah, I mean, it was getting a lot of buzz uh, when it was first released. This Diana musical, and um, you know, we cover everything British. We we covered a lot of uh, Prince Diana herself and Charles on the Crown. So you know, in between seasons of Poldark, it seemed like. A natural fit for us to just slot this in there and and cover what is of the moment Mm -hmm. and uh here we are um and we'll get to that in in just a second but dave how are you doing i'm doing great i mean i was i more or less great (laughs) okay
1: we'll talk we'll talk in a bit about (laughs) what's bringing me down and spoiler alert it's this
0: film is it a film Is, is it something else um Uh, have you kept up with anything going on with the crown or Downton Abbey anything going on out there Dave
1: nothing to my knowledge am I missing anything
0: no uh, I don't know if this is news necessarily but in November they are releasing a new box set of all the Downton Abbey seasons together on Blu-ray I think you could already buy a lot of the seasons individually but all six are are being released together in some new packaging so that's coming out at the end of November as an FYI to listeners out there who don't already own Downton Abbey. Does it have a movie to too? It. Probably not. No, 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 no. Um, it does list featuring all 52 episodes, including Christmas at Downton, A Journey to the Highlands, The London Season, A Moreland Holiday, and Downton Abbey the Finale on the box. So it's telling you, you got all the Christmas specials yeah, in just,
1: there. Just in case there's not the finales. like what In what world would it not have the finales?
0: Right, if there's some confusion, if there's uh, if the Christmas episodes ex, ex, uh, they exist in a different universe. No, 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 no they don't. Yeah, I mean, we can really just cut to the chase here, um, and, and talk about this Diana musical if you want to, Dave. Sure, sure. Uh, where where well, do we start? <laughs> so, this musical uh, it only has come into our world because uh, of the pandemic, really. So, this play the musical was already in production. It was planned to open March thirty first, twenty twenty. Uh, Mm -hmm. Of course, that did not come to pass. And so last summer, uh, they filmed during the, you know, the thick of the the pandemic last summer of 2020. They filmed a performance of this of this show with the intention of releasing it at some point. And uh, what they came to decide was it would be a good promotional uh, material to get people excited about the actual musical uh, when it's out there. So people could watch this. You know, Because you know, they always release like soundtracks for musicals, and you can learn, learn them before you go see them. So this was their plan for people to familiarize their, themselves with the show. Now, before we get into how we feel about it, Dave, how do you feel about musicals in general? I don't like musicals very much. Okay, so, so we're already starting on our back foot. We're, we're a little biased here.
1: What about you, Corey? What, what are, where do you fall on the spectrum? I think you're a little <laughs> bit more forgiving than I am
0: yeah I respect them I mean if they got good music and they got some good choreography I can get into it uh, they're they're not my cup of tea because I always feel like there's an element of things being forced uh, you know we, we just have to break out into song and dance because that's the only way we can re- express ourselves right now so it, mm-hmm. it doesn't always sit with me but I, I do enjoy it from time to time um, yeah I mean I, mean, I, re- pat- I
1: respect a well made piece of art mm-hmm. in most you know facets of art so like a well-made musical. I'm not going to say I hate this thing. I'm going to say this is not for me. I don't.
0: Right. Ind- I went and saw the new Winnie the Pooh production on Broadway this past weekend, and uh, I don't know if it's apt to compare it to to Diana, but I did enjoy it. Uh, you know, they they wove in the songs naturally, and you know, Pooh was up there singing along, so th- that was good. So I do enjoy a musical from time to time. Mm-hmm. This musical, however, Dave, is something not good. <laughs> not not good, I think. You said it's something though. It's something,
1: yeah, it's a thing. It exists.
0: You don't want to say it's not good or do you think it's it's oh, so it's,
1: it's I think it's bad. I mean I also don't mm-hmm. like I think it is a poorly told story, but then like I said, I don't every time I watch a musical, and I think this mm-hmm. is across the board for pretty much most musicals that I've seen, and I would love to be proven wrong in this hypothesis, but I always feel like the storytelling method in musicals spends more time with the music and the the choreography and the visual flair than it does with the story so i oh, always feel I mean, like a short, musical a story is shortchanged. okay because the music and and i i guess i what i'm getting at is i don't connect to the music as a way of moving the plot forward okay and just lost you it, it's, you're, you're it, too
0: busy listening to the bass that, that's what you're doing right
1: i'm too busy paying attention to the spectacle to To okay. be paying attention to the the lyrics, I feel like oftentimes and I'm that's just me mm-hmm. as a musical brain, I think, musical as in music, not in the theater art form, musicals.
0: yeah now, I, I think it may be boring for our listeners uh, just hear us tear this down piece by piece. Um, but I think an interesting point to start would be, who do you think this musical is made for? Dave? Who <laughs> or what? Yeah, who is the 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 target audience for this musical? Because that is the one question I walked away from this was who is this for exactly.
1: The the thing is, it's very, its production is very hip. You know, there's a lot of like LED use and pop pop music centric. It's not very, uh, it's not like those sort of classic musicals. But it's also not like a Hamilton where it's not innovative. Mm -hmm. It's just
0: sort of there. So me
1: you yeah, know, my, I think I think they're I think they're trying to capture the Hamilton crowd.
0: Yeah, I I feel like it had some of like um, this is my you know speaking from my limited Broadway knowledge, but it sounded like it seemed like an Android Leber, Lloyd Weber type of play or musical rather that you know has like you know mainstream rock pop music to, to appeal to wide audiences, um, and then some okay uh, stage design. But but I mean the the bigger question I have is just. the the central figure of all this is Princess Diana Mm -hmm. and they completely lean into all the salacious details of you know her tryst with uh, the horseback rider uh, to um, you mean James Hewitt who rises from the stage on a horse with no shirt on (laughs) and they spend the whole uh, song talking about how how attractive the man is without his shirt Um, to, to like her like having to like you know call up like uh the martin Bashir to give her interview and stuff and and like i don't know the 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 way they or the way they they paint the drama between her and camilla you know as Mm -hmm. as being like you know enemies like they they really lean into like all the soap opera aspects of it and it comes across as tasteless i think in in some respects yeah and i think Um, they
1: do the thing where where there's the the romance novelist barbara cartland who is also the woman who plays the queen Mm-hmm. and they sort of romanticize the idea of these writings and then the r- romance author becomes a pseudo-narrator. And it, yeah, it, it just it, seems so disrespectful to wait. this thing that actually really happened.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I, I know we're critical of the crown for skipping over history or remixing history to its own benefit for dramatic beats. This is this musical is strictly like acting like a Cliff Notes version you know of of like just checking boxes of things that happened to Diana and then trying to write some very elementary school level rhymes about them (laughs) elementary school by
1: way of like TikTok like some of these are very strange (laughs) right so so this brings
0: me back to my question is like okay so if you are theoretically making this musical for a crowd that is into Princess Diana like the Mm -hmm. same there's a a documentary series on CNN right now that's chronicling Princess Diana's life theoretically that's your same audience yeah now how satisfied will they be watching this knowing all that they know about diana and then just seeing it gloss over so so many of those details
1: well also i feel like it does disrespect a lot of the 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 class and the grace of of diana like there's the Mm -hmm. everything that's that's good and fun i feel like is at the expense of, of developing the characters. And maybe, again, that's my my stilted musical opinion. But, you know, the scene where she goes to the AIDS hospital, it's not about Diana being some groundbreaker. Mm-hmm. It's about a bunch of uh, gay men with AIDS sort of singing and saying, like, look at us. We're, we're people too. Like, it's not about Diana's involvement. It's about these people in this moment, you know? It doesn't yeah, shine I- light when it should
0: and I can get that because they are really trying to highlight the impact but it's all surface level is really what we're getting at you know yeah, it, it yeah. doesn't involve you um, so okay so th- there's the Diana crowd that theoretically you know may be in this but then there, you know this musical may also just be for music theater uh, fans you know who, who want to see like just an interpretation of these historical events well on, on that tack I mean this is where it becomes a little bit more you know subjective <laughs> with, with what we're saying here but like there isn't a memorable tune in this show. I can't recall. I watched this a couple days ago. I, the only dr- song I can recall is the one about an FU dress because I couldn't wrap my head around a song being about wearing a dress that is mm-hmm. saying FU. Just the, the w- lyrics were so ham-fisted. There's just the musical. Every song sounds a little bit like the last one. There's not not one that really stands out here.
1: Yeah. I mean, the und- underestimated the first one is, uh, I, I think because I, I have the Wikipedia page open mm-hmm. and as I go over them, it it all kind of comes together, you know. I, I remember some of these things as you know the paparazzi song. Oh yeah, snap, snap, snap. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um. She moves in the most that. modern ways. That's that. Uh, it's it's. I do remember these sequences as I look at the titles of them, but it does mm-hmm. not. You you are correct. None of these songs jump out.
0: and and none of the choreography or staging is all that impressive or at least from how it's filmed it doesn't come across as something that's like visually engaging necessarily Mm -hmm. very basic moves so so on two fronts it it fails which is pleasing I think people who may be interested in in Diana and then those who are musical theater fans it lands somewhere in the middle which is just forgettable and at worst tasteless and just offensive to the memory of Diana (laughs) oh yeah absolutely um, because it simplifies her. It really does simplify her into like nothing more than like someone who while selfless, was also kind of they paint her as like reactionary to you know the, the narrative around her, mm-hmm. how, how she's like you know not getting attention or, or she's not doing her way. So she goes, goes and does these other things and they just make her seem I don't know, just and
1: everything going on around her is, is, is so lifeless. Like the queen is mm-hmm. such a one dimensional character that does effectively nothing the whole show. Yeah. And even Charles and Camilla are like you you don't hate them. And for a, yeah. a a show where Diana is the protagonist I feel like we should if this is a Diana musical that's supposed to make us be on Diana's side, we should really dislike Prince Charles and really <laughs> want he. not want him to get, you know, we
0: and more than anything, I, I think to that point, they really paint a sympathetic picture of Camilla, I felt, at times in this. Like, she gets, like, a, a couple songs singing about how, you know, wrong it is for her to be, you know, left alone or on this one-sided, like, you know, relationship where she doesn't get to have Prince Charles. Like, it's very sympathetic to her, and I, I, I it's get It's not
1: it. Camilla the musical. <laughs> right exactly why are we
0: spending so much time with her it it it, it, you know um i mean i get it she's part of this this love triangle so like she should get some songs but it just i don't know it it it, like you said it's not about her and they're very much trying to make it seem like you know well she's a person too but we're not going to go that in depth on them um i dave how'd you feel about the queen song where she she kind of recites like the cliff notes version of what we get in the crown where like I had to learn in front of everyone how to, you know, be a queen. And I thought stuff. the queen was awful.
1: <laughs> I thought this actress was awful.
0: I mean, I, we can oh, get, wow. to, we get to the s- complaints s- slow, about the cast. Role. I mean, she she is a very respected. Uh, okay, stage so maybe it's just the source material performer. is that bad uh, that she is. Yeah, uh, Ju- Judy Kay. Um,
1: yeah, I thought I, 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 I did not like the queen. I did not like the way she was written, and I thought that she was too. She was too much like Dolores Umbridge.
0: Too, too broadly written um, yeah absolutely I was really distracted by her hair how dark her hair remains mm-hmm. even though we're covering about 20 plus years of, of time she looks the same throughout it um, at least they try to shape Diana's hair differently throughout the, the scenes um, I will say I did like Prince. the guy who played Prince Charles he, he played him down the line I, I thought he actually came out of this relatively unscathed uh, <laughs> the actor Roe Hard Tramp I thought he was okay in, in that role I, I believed him Um and the woman who portrays Princess Diana Gianna de Wall uh-huh. she, she tries her hardest She just, to me she doesn't look like Diana
1: no not at all I was thinking they, and, I, and I said that this yeah. is superficial but I think when you're casting someone who's based on a real person uh, Diana's supposed to be bu- bulimic for much of her marriage with Prince Charles. And this woman looks like sure. she's eaten. And I'm not saying that she's out of shape. Come on, man. But she's man. supposed to be real thin. And this is the the entertainment industry where you're... I could have I done with someone who looked... You know, she sings a song about being bulimic at one point. Sure. And it's like you don't... You're not portraying what you are literally saying.
0: It, it, the, yeah. I mean, I think that's asking a bit much. But at the same time, I just think when I, I look at her, there, there's something... There's a certain regality to Diana. There's a certain like fragileness that does that doesn't come across. You yeah, know, very it, like yeah.
1: I feel like, and I say I she, say if if this was a community theater performance of this show and this in someone that looked exactly like Gina DeWall was there, I'll be like, that's fantastic. That's fine. But this is the highest place of the art form in this country and Broadway. Okay. So like that's why I think we're allowed to be superficial in our
0: complaints you you can be I'm, I'm not lodging that that complaint necessarily but i, I get where you're coming from she um, she
1: looked like she she looked too average and, and like 90s woman you know she didn't look special she didn't elevate
0: right, the right I, and part of that's because when you look at diana she i mean it's almost impossible to ask anyone to look like her but she was you know so, someone else she looked you know the part of being regal and stuff and it, it they don't come across come along every day um mm-hmm. but yeah I, I know this is a, you know a two-part two-act uh musical that you would go see on broadway and get an air Mission and definitely felt like i was missing that watching this at home it was long it was a lot it was a it yeah. was long <laughs> yeah uh we, we really put ourselves uh, through it for this one um but yeah i i you know i, I it's funny like is this so bad? It's good, Dave, or is it just bad? It's
1: just bad. There's no. There's no good to me.
0: There, I, I could see how it leans into some camp, you know, mm-hmm. where everything is exaggerated. It's very over the top. This isn't the subject matter, though, for it to be campy. No,
1: no. And I think the times that it leans into things that that it goes a little campy, like I, the the thing that I go to is uh the song where they're at the symphony and Charles is is talking mm-hmm. about the. The cellist, and then it the, the turns into Diana saying, "Like, oh, I wish you would go see Elton John with me." And then the cello turns the LED screen on the cello. I think, like mm-hmm. stuff like that's like in the moment. I'm like, oh, this is kind of fun. If, you know, if this, yeah, if this picks up, I could be in. And then it's no, theatrical. It, it's theatrical, but it's not. It, it's like it. It the minor flourishes of production value do not compensate for the lack of melodies that are good and the overall lack of, of performers that are enticing to me.
0: And, and it does a strange thing too where there's that one moment where Dinah's so upset she sees herself in the mirror and then she punches the mirror and then the camera cuts so it's behind the mirror to see like her looking you know, through it after she punched it. And that's something you won't see on Broadway. They, they can't you know recreate mm-hmm. that for you. But it's like, okay, if you're going to do that for this filming, why couldn't you do that in some other areas to try and just spice it up a little bit? because everything is staged so just across across the line, uh, very, very, very plain looking. Um, and again, I'm just, I feel like we're, yeah, we're just falling into, into being critical of this, but I mean, the reviews are right. It, it is very much... It feels like a, a, a childish version of, of what you'd hope this to be, if this should even be a thing, necessarily. I, I still kind of feel... Uh, and listeners, uh, you know, let us know how you feel. I, I still feel kind of odd, uh, or uh, it feels wrong to see all these stories about Diana so soon. Uh, I mean, it, it's it's it been a 24. While, yeah. <laughs> years. It's been 24 years, but her ca- her children are still out there. They vocalize their opinions on how they feel about the, the 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 stuff. And I know the crown is a lot of this, but I don't know. It just seems there's so, a certain poise so to the crown weird. that
1: even if it is playing with history, it's doing so with a lens of of class and dignity and, and right and that these were real people you know yeah, yeah. here these are just caricatures that they're mm-hmm. operating with and how do you feel about the ending because i feel like the ending was was
0: comes out of nowhere it's so stupid <laughs> it, it, yeah so so it's just like she gives the interview which we know was like a year or two before she passed uh that you know really exposed the whole family but like I, you know i guess how in real life you know death comes at you fast but here it's just like well we, we know diana passed away so we got to get to that real quick and it just just comes and goes like that, that that it's real fast
1: and she just sort of the way she di- you know she just walks off screen and then they're like she's passed away and then you think Credits. that's it and then the the cast comes up for basically one line of one song and then that's it
0: And you know what's also strange is I mean, I know it's a filmed version, but they don't even show them like coming to do their bows or anything. There's something weird about it just ending right there. Mm-hmm. Whereas with, you know, theater, you expect them to come back and, you know, you, you know, plot or whatever. Um, yeah, so I, I even can't believe that they went and filmed this last summer. You know, they followed COVID-19 protocols, but to do this in the thick of the pandemic, all the people, because there's a lot of people there on stage. Mm-hmm. To think they had that many people there in the summer of 2020. this a bubble the in their segment- pod. Yeah. To be, can you imagine that they're so committed that they had to have probably quarantined to like we're gonna do this, do yeah, this for, for Diana, bring you know. this
1: vision to life.
0: What were they thinking? And I, I go back to that that the, the paparazzi having number is like the most baffling thing. Do we need the, a paparazzi song of them singing? Well,
1: that's the thing that that. Yeah killed me was that they have a scene about the paparazzi they have multiple scenes about yeah. the paparazzi because they're the first where they do one. their
0: dance where they open their trench coat and it's like they're flashing like this the crowd it's so strange
1: so, so we we emphasize how evil the paparazzi is but then diana mm-hmm. leaves her death is just her walking into the
0: sort of light sure well because i mean the paparazzi were chasing her when you know she passed and all that. i know so i'm
1: saying if you've already put right. so much emphasis on the paparazzi being these sort of villains Mm-hmm. Give us a scene where there's a, a sort of uh song of frustration where Diane's like, leave me alone. And the paparazzi like snap, 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 and then do something dramatic. Don't just have her like standing, turn around, walk away, and she's gone.
0: I mean, they do kind of show them on the periphery throughout the show. Um, but, not, but
1: not, not at that moment. That's the moment that yeah. you need them in the show. Sure.
0: If you're going to be so disrespectful with all the subject
1: matter, don't try to pretend like you're going to have a – uh, a noble representation of someone passing away. Like, don't get out of here. Yeah. You don't have the, it, it the
0: just, right. It just, I mean, at the same point, it's just a strange, like, uh, just strange choices. Like, okay, if you're going to have the paparazzi, you, you give them a song and then, yeah, to your point, it's like, okay, they had that song. Okay. I mean, they're, they, they're there, but and then you give the, the, her horseback rider a song about him with his shirt off. Guy, guy's handsome. He does look jacked without a shirt yep, on. Yep. Um, I don't know why we need all that because considering that's just like a small uh time in her, in her life just why we need a, a whole thing about the fu dress too i mean i know it was a moment it doesn't necessarily have to have a whole song around it from some helper just strange choices of what they chose to highlight and then you know move through um because c- that's the thing is like the songs are really speaking to moments in diana's time and not necessarily what she may have been feeling and stuff and that's what mm-hmm. keeps it at that surface level anyways i'm sure our listeners are just like all right we get it <laughs> you, you don't like it um but dave did you do power rankings for this
1: absolutely not
0: really <laughs> no
1: <laughs> did you oh, okay why
0: well, I, I i of course i did power rankings we gotta <laughs> I did not. You
1: can you can run run this one solo, and I'll
0: I'll comment if I agree or disagree. Sure. Okay. Well, number three going down, it's the investors in this play uh, in this okay. school. I don't think they're going to get their their return on investment. This has already been delayed significant amount of time, so they're already operating from that uh, debt that they have to repay from having mm-hmm. to delay this. And I don't think people are going to show up for this. The reviews have been savage to this that have already come out mm-hmm. for the next Netflix musical. So people are aware of how bad it is. I don't think they have much hope to really you know, pack people in there to see this thing. I, prove me wrong. I, what, what do I know about Broadway? Number two going down, attendees. I.
1: Well, no one was there for the imagine. taping of this. So maybe they re- course correct.
0: <laughs> yeah, I hope. I, I just can't imagine people going to this and being like, man, that was great. I, I don't know. Uh, prove me wrong number mm-hmm. one going down uh, Diana she's probably <laughs> rolling in her grave somewhere because of this thing existing it's just so wrong mm-hmm. <laughs> on, on so many levels and if people if you don't believe us, watch it for yourself and judge how, how tasteless you think this thing is because I, I don't think it's it's in good taste the way they just kind of just to exist on the same sh- platform as the crown too <laughs> yeah right <laughs> it's a strange choice also no Prince uh, Prince Phil in this at all just him mentioned
1: as a gallivanting husband Mm -hmm. right who do you got going going, uh, up i I agree with all your rankings i probably would have said something similar okay
0: Okay. well going up i got other tony hopefuls i don't think they have to worry about this broadway musical uh there's only so many musicals that launch every year and and they're awards contenders i don't think people can worry about this one stealing an award from them Mm -hmm. number two uh this makes the crown look you know, very historically accurate, and, uh, and makes me respect all the more what they're doing over there. So, number two going up is, is the crown itself. Uh, number one, Prince Charles. Uh, again, I thought Roe Hartramp was the the one thing that was like pretty solid in, in this uh, musical. They do a good job with his hair to highlight how big his ears are. That's always important to me mm-hmm. with the portrayal of Prince Charles. I thought he came away acquitted himself pretty well for the most part. Okay. Even though I mean, they and they stick stay, stay true to him being trash, so that's important all right uh so that is my rankings for diana the musical
1: so i didn't do rankings but what i did do is i went on letterboxd which is a movie reviewing app and i screen capped some some notable reviews of this film oh please share dave (laughs) so i didn't get all the usernames so i I, I apologize if there's any letterboxd users that are like hey you didn't you didn't uh, attribute this to me Uh, Someone said, there's a moment in this very chipper and very weird musical when a man dying of AIDS sings to Princess Di, I may be unwell, but I'm handsome as hell. (laughs) Uh, And then Chris Chris Evangelista said, springtime for Hitler, but real. That seems fair. Uh, And then going on, Daniela said, feckity 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 feck, which is the Uh. FU
0: dress. They don't say the proper right. F word. It's fec. They do. Well, they do say it once though. They do say it mm-hmm. in the song. Oh, did anyone mention the 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 rhyme of Thrilla in Manila?
1: I, I, that was in my notes. That with what, that they rhyme with Camilla?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> um, S on on Letterbox
1: says the AIDS number is one of the most genuinely offensive things I've ever seen. It's so utterly odious and abhorrent that the only way to comfort my utter shock is riotous laughter. Okay. So basically, I mean, that, this is this person compares it to cats and says that it's uh, it's like that level so bad is good.
0: I mean, it's true. It's like those people that they show in the hospital are like, I don't know how, what we would have done if it wasn't for Diana. We want to survive. Thank God for Diana. Okay. All right. So R- Riley That's said,
1: dude, England would be crazy if it was real. <laughs> and, and Brooke says they were so preoccupied with whether or not they could, they didn't stop to think if they should. Yep. And then uh that's I'll true. leave you with one more Jay. Or er, no, two more. Juicy Titan said they really presented the media like they were a West Side story gang. Wow. And and Jay said, this is what what I'll leave as the last review, the worst thing to happen to Diana.
0: Wow. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's uh, I don't like that. That's not funny. <laughs> what you um, saying
1: it's bad. That is it's worse than yeah, her-
0: I I got that much. <laughs> I got that much out of what he was saying. Uh so so there you have it. Um all right well, let's let's just leave it at that. And and we there is that movie coming out that's getting all the award buzz with uh Kristen Stewart called mm-hmm. Spencer that we may or may not review when it, when it's out. Yeah, Spencer Confidential. Know. We are going to watch that movie. <laughs> that that <laughs> we're not watching the Mark Wahlberg movie that came out last year, Spencer Confidential. Maybe we'll do a double feature, Spencer Confidential and Spencer. We'll see. Um Dave, have you been watching anything else than Diana the Musical?
1: Um, since last week? Not really. I watched the first episode of season two of Love on the Spectrum. Oh, okay. And it made me very uh, made me very happy. I love that show, and okay. I, I, I felt like I just yeah. want to watch the rest of them. I'm, I'm biding my time because I've just been super busy cool. in general. Uh, and Succession is still trucking along mm-hmm. and Curb Your Enthusiasm is back. So that's really all I really had time for. There you go. What about you, Corey? Yeah. Anything good? Uh,
0: Recently, I wrapped watching the first season of, of Dave, the FX comedy mm-hmm. starring Lil Dicky. Uh, I do not like him. I do not like his rapping. And I think the show is halfway decent in spite of him. Uh, I think the, the writing is pretty good. The side characters are interesting and, and, and likable. I still don't find him all that likable. Yeah, a friend of uh, mine
1: from college is like high school friends with Little Dicky, because he's our age. Yeah. So she she will always post like, oh, my friend has a TV show, and I was like, oh, what is it? Oh, oh, it's little it's Little Dicky from from yeah. the internet.
0: I mean, there's always a rapper uh, guest starring on every episode. So Young Thug, YG, uh, you know, you run down the list they they're, they're appearing in it, which is always fun to see them in on there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a it's a breezy half hour that you know tackles some good stuff about like you know trying to be taken seriously you know, when no one will take you seriously. So. Yeah, it's a pretty good watch. Uh, I don't, I still, I'm not like crazy over it, but it's pretty solid.
1: Yeah, and I guess one thing that we forgot to say is uh, we both watched the a film called The Rental, which we're covering for our upstairs tier
0: Patreon, which is a... Starring Dan Stevens. A horror movie starring Dan AKA Stevens, Cousin Matthew, Matthew from Down Abbey. So if you want to hear us talk about The Rental, we will be talking about it this month on the Patreon.
1: Yeah, so... Aside from that, I think any any anything else you've been watching, or should we bring this home? We've we've kept these people here long enough. I think we can just bring it home. <laughs> so we got the 5K link in our description. Jump in on that if you want to raise some money for a good cause, burn some calories, yep. do a little sweating with the Lords of Grantham. The 5K. It is a uh, it's gonna be fun next weekend. A week, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yep. And you can do it whenever you want. So that's that's the thing number yep. one. And if you get if you do it and you're not on our Patreon. You are admitted into the Lords of Grantham Lounge on Facebook. So that's super cool a little free perk for doing something good for a good charity. So there you have it. And then, otherwise, hit with the other
0: plugs, you know where to find us Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We got a Gmail, Lords of Grantham at Gmail. We got our website on Podbean. You can leave us a five star rating and review if you so choose. Uh, and we also have merchandise on T merch that we will T-Public. soon be updating. <laughs> T public. Pin tweet on our Almost Twitter out. for those that it's might on. Be it's linked in our Twitter. It. You can find it. Otherwise, we'll catch you next time on the pod.
1: Pull Dark Season 2, Episode 1.
0: That it is. <laughs>